It's interesting to note that there is a, uh, a common thread that happens with Yitzchak and Yaakov that does not take place with, uh, with Sarah and Abraham. And I just want to point this out because I think it's a fascinating element. But of course, um, I'm being shown today that the breakfast and the class is in loving memory, Lunishmat Abba Ben Maya, sponsored by Chaim Eisenstadt. And of course, if anyone would like to sponsor the breakfast of the class, you can contact us at the synagogue, um, and, uh, and we will mention it and the Berachot in their name, memory, or zechut. So it's interesting to notice, when it comes to Yitzhak Avinu, Yitzhak Avinu needs to get married. There's an entire saga, it takes up half of a full parasha in the description of how Eliezer needs to go find Rivka, he's making deals with God, he meets her at the well, etc., etc., etc. Yaakov, same thing. He's trying to go to get, to get married. On the way, Eliphaz, his nephew comes, meets him, tries to kill him. They have to do this whole thing. He goes and learns in the yeshiva. He finally gets there. He meets his wife, his future wife, Rachel, at the well. There's drama in the marriage. What's interesting to notice is when it comes to Abraham Avinu and Abraham marrying Sarah, it's almost an afterthought how, how it develops. And it's, I'm going to read you the Pesukim. The Pesukim tell us, that uh, before Lech Lecha, it's the last few Pesukim in Parashat, in Parashat Noach. And what does it say? Vayikach Avram v'nachor lahem nashim. Avraham and Nachor take wives for themselves. Shem eshet Avram Sarai. V'shem eshet Nachor Milka. That's it. That's the story. So the entire story of Rachel, Leah, the switching of the wah, you know, of everything. You know, working seven years for them, each of them. It's an entire saga with Yaakov and with Rachel. Abraham and Sarah, however, it's, it seems to be smooth sailing. And there's something I think which is really important to, to understand over here. And that is that sometimes when we notice somebody that has everything going smoothly for them, and we look at that person, we say, wow, unbelievable. Look at how easy it was. Abraham and Sarah, they get married the quickest, but they wait the longest. Isn't that fascinating? Yitzchak and Rivka also have to wait, but it pales in comparison to the amount of time Avram and Sarah are waiting and all the challenges that they experience as a married couple. The same thing as well later on with Yaakov and Rachel, same thing. They're also waiting, but not nearly as long as Avraham. And I think there's something very important to understand over here. The challenge is going to come for every single person, no matter where you are. The only question is where it takes place. Every person looks at the other person's package and they think that the other person has it easy. All you don't realize is that what was difficult for you here and was easy for them here is going to be difficult for them there. En kazeh davar. The pasuk says, Adam le'amal yulad. A person was created to toil. There's no such thing as a human experience which is not fraught with toil, with struggle, with difficulty. Now, a person's difficulty can be physical. A person's difficulty can be emotional. It can come from lots of different places. But ultimately, en shum safek, that it's going to come. And that, I think, understanding and accepting that reality is one of the most important steps for every single person to be able to build up their emunah in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to understand that when I'm looking at the, the various things that are coming to me this way. And I, I ask Hashem, how come this is happening to me? Maybe a better question is not to ask, why is this happening to me? Because it's happening to everyone. 
The better question to ask is, why is this happening to me now? Why is this happening to me like this? That's a much more constructive way of asking an existential question. Why is this happening to me supposes that people are not supposed to have difficult times in their lives. No such thing. The only way we grow is from our challenges. It's the only way. Masha'enken, on the flip side, when you ask why is this happening to me now, why is this happening to me here, it serves as an eye-opener to look around you and to try and figure out what's the context of the message that is happening to me. One question is, I don't deserve difficult times. One question is, what is the message of this story to me in my life? And I think if a person changes the question in that slight differential, then they come out with a completely different answer. Rabotai, I want to look at one last element with you. Um, when, when, uh, uh, when we are suffering and when we are uh, experiencing different challenges uh, in life. Yaakov is running away from his brother who wants to kill him. He's got no family in the world. He's all alone. And what happens? Whereas his father had a servant go with all the money in the world, choose a wife for him, Yaakov doesn't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. And he gets to this place, and as we mentioned yesterday, he decides that he needs to find all of these stones and protect his head. What does he do? He takes these 12 stones, Vayasem Merashotav. He puts them around his head. Says the Pasuk, why does he put these stones around his head? Rashi explains, because he was ensuring that his head would not be attacked by wild animals. Now, I want to just point out, I'm going to quote to you the Rashi, and then we'll hopefully extract from this Rashi a magnificent lesson, I think, as well, um, for, our, for our experience. <clears throat> Says the Pasuk, Rashi says, why did he put it? Mirashotav. <clears throat> Where are we? Asa'an kimin marzev. He made them like a protective uh, 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 boundary. Saviv l'rosho, around his head. Sheyarem ipnei hayot He was worried from all sorts of wild animals. Now, it's interesting. Why is Rashi telling us that this is why Yaakov did it? Who cares if it was if it was a pillow, if it was uh, it was for wild animals? And I think there's something magnificent here. The midrash says that you know what these stones were? These twelve stones. These twelve stones were the stones that were once the uh, the altar, the mizbeach that Avraham had taken uh, Yitzhak Avinu and bound him upon. So the mefarshim explained that the reason why we're being told that it wasn't a pillow and it was protective measures is because once something is used for a korban, the halakha is that it becomes hekdesh. Yaakov was not allowed to use those stones for personal use. So once it tells you that there was a sakana that Yaakov was trying to avoid, suddenly I understand why he was allowed to use these stones. Very similar to David HaMelech. David is running away from Shaul. He gets to Nov Iraqi Akwanim. He tells the Kohen Gadol, give me those lechem apanim, I need to eat them. He was starving, he was going to die. Once the Kohen Gadol realized it was Pikuach Nefesh, there's no Isur of Hekdesh, because Pikuach Nefesh overrides. He gave him the bread, David HaMelech ate from the bread, no problem. Says Rashi, you want to know why he's allowed to use these stones that are Hekdesh? Because it's saving his life. 
So these stones are protecting him from chayot raot. I want to point out one thing. Yaakov is in a situation of danger. But he does not put the stones all the way around his body. He protects his head. Rabotai. The most vulnerable thing to every single person in times of danger is their head. Where's your head? You're in financial difficulties? Don't worry about the finances. Don't worry about foreclosure. Worry about your head. What state of mind are you in? Are you thinking? Are you clear? Are you acting from an emotional place? From a place of fear? If your head is protected, you'll be okay. In every single scenario, the one thing I need to worry about is, how am I thinking? Where's my emunah? The body is just the result of losing your head in difficult scenarios. Says the pasuk, Vayasim merashotav, he surrounds his head from the hayot raot, from these wild animals. Everybody's got the wild animals. What are you protecting? Ask yourself the question, not a question that sends you into a tailspin of pity. Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? But rather, why here? Why now? I know that everybody's got difficulties. But God, what are you trying to tell me? Where should I go? Bezat Hashem, when we think that way, then we result in fantastic choices, Bezat Hashem, that get us out of those difficulties in the best possible ways.